Sam Nikita-Zoo. This is Shotgun Sam O'Connell. Absolute pleasure to be here on the Punch Podcast. My message is Mate, where are you? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, hey, this is Eddie Hearn on the Punch Podcast. Yeah, this will be good today. Episode 23, the Punch Podcast with Jay Bennett starts for you now. Brock Jarvis, 20-0, absolute weapon. <laughs> he is a weapon. Certified, actually. I've seen the certificate. A minute away, right here on the Punch Podcast, he will be headlining with Liam Paro, the first ever matchroom boxing card here in Australia. The Gold Coast or Brisbane? Location still TBC. Date? TBC, but it is next month. We're now in August, so it's not far away. So we'll be chatting to Brock today on the podcast, which uh, I have been wanting to get him on for a while. He's someone that I've definitely watched. I always think if you have like the carbon copy of what a boxer should look like, I always think either Devin Haney or Brock Jarvis. They just seem to just be straight out of the packet and they're both very, very good. So it'd be great to have uh, Brock on very soon as well. We had Eddie Hearn, the big cheese from Matchroom Boxing, the CEO. Uh, he was on this podcast not too long ago. If you have a scroll back, you will hear this chat in full. But I did want to pull a couple of bits from it before we do chat to Brock today. Just to set up for those that aren't across it, why exactly this is important and why it's going to be really good to see these guys fight. Because Matchroom Boxing are coming to Australia. Eddie Hearn was here to tell us why. Listen, I'm here because I'm impressed. You know, I've been impressed with what I've seen in terms of the talent, also the shows, the you know the, the, the job that the promoters are doing here as well, and you know, we're trying to take over the sport globally, and, and we want to be in every market that has potential, and every market is exciting, and Australia, I think we can do big things there. Well, he knows how to sell his shows, doesn't he, Eddie Hearn? Right here on the Punch Podcast, he did tell us why that he chose to get Liam Paro and Brock Jarvis, a fight that we didn't even think to have, and I wouldn't even say the fighters thought they were ever going to have, but there is a method to his madness. Liam Paro could have been on the card, Brock Jarvis could have been on the card, and they could have fought two people you've never ever heard of, right? Mm. What's the point? Yeah. Liam Paro against Brock Jarvis is a brilliant All-Australian fight. You've got 22-0 against 20-0. You know, you got the DiCarlos, you got Jeff Fennick, you know, Angelo DiCarlo is godfather to Jeff Fennick's daughter. You know, everyone's got the hump that they've taken the fight. Like, the, the, the narrative is fantastic, but I know that that fight will be a thriller and we will only be judged on the quality of our shows. So it's not just that fight. You know, I want Dempsey McKean yeah. in a great fight. I want Sky Nicholson in a fight for her first title. I want three or four fights underneath that. They're absolute all-Australian wars. If you want to be on this card, and I've had 50 phone calls since I've been here from fighters and managers and trainers trying to get on that card. If you want to be on this fight card, you better be prepared to be in a great fight because what I'm not willing to accept is shit fights that bore people. If I'm going to come here, we've got to do it properly and we've got to do it right, and, and that's how we'll be judged, and I think we'll put a great card together for September. Yeah, Matchroom know how to do it, so we have no doubt that this is going to be amazing. And the headliner, as we mentioned, Liam Paro, Brock Jarvis. I've got half of that headliner right here, right now. Welcome to the Punch Podcast. I haven't seen him do many interviews, so it's going to be good to get him on for a little chat. Here he is, Brock Jarvis. Welcome. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Where are you right now, Brock? Oh, I'm just at home. Isn't that Sydney, yeah? In Sydney, yeah, that's right. We don't know an exact date yet. I'm not even sure if you know an exact date for this matchroom <laughs> show. Do you yet? Uh, they haven't given me a 100% confirmed date yet, so I'm uh, just waiting. Does that make things a little bit harder, not knowing an exact date when you need to peak your body at the right time, etc.? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I'm always training hard. I'm always in the gym, so, uh, you know, I'm always ready. Well, the good thing is, Matchroom are coming to Australia and bringing a whole bunch of shows with them. They're looking to do five or six a year, and they've decided to kick off this with you. So uh, this is a, a pretty good call to get, huh? Yeah, it's unreal. You know, Matchroom, they're the biggest uh, company in, in the sport, I believe, so... 
for them to be coming here and for me to be headlining is just unreal. And Liam Parra is your opponent. This is probably the fight we never thought we'd think to get, but then when everyone saw it on paper, they're like, wow, it's something different. <laughs> Was it like that for you when that name came across your email or your yeah. call or what? Yeah, I just heard uh, I just heard that I'm fighting Liam Parra. That's it. Um, so it's obviously very exciting for me. He wouldn't have been a fighter, I'd suggest, that was on your radar that it would have happened, or is that something that did pop up? Or I know you're absolutely fine to take him on, that's cool, but is it a name that you thought you might cross each other's paths at some point, or was it a bit random? Yeah, it was random, because no, he wasn't on my radar at all. <laughs> um, I know Liam, I know his team, I uh, know him personally, but uh, you know that's just the way... That's just the way it went. How did you find out from a call from Jeff Fennick or was it? Yeah, I just got told the news. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Did you think your next fight might have been in the UK? Because I think it took a lot of us by surprise that Matchroom was actually going to start doing some shows in Australia, which is great for the A, the sport, and B, for fighters like yourself to be able to do this on home soil. Look, you debuted in a different country. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, just to be able to, I guess, do it at this level at home and, and build that home audience, that home fan base. I thought we'd lost you to overseas for a long time. <laughs> I, I thought I'd be fighting overseas uh, for my next fight. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd much rather fight here and, you know, to get the opportunity is great. What I did love was um, the media day when you guys all turned up in the Gold Coast or Brisbane there, wherever you were, for, for the launch of it. I mean, you were used to fight at <laughs> Bantam. And you turned out like a yeah. monster. I was like, what's he, how much chickens this guy been eating or something? I, know, I wasn't too sure, but I was like, how are you going to even squeeze into 140? You obviously have come up a weight as well. Is 140 where you want to stay? Um, look, I'll just do what my body tells me. You know, I'm, I've, this is the eighth weight division I'll, I'll be fighting in, so I'm going through them. <laughs> But uh, I think it's a good thing. I think I'm getting better as I get bigger and I feel better. Just knowing I was talking to you today, I flicked through a couple of the old like fights or weigh-ins or just a, as, as we do, a bit of research and just seeing you weighing at Bantam and stuff like that and your ribs are half yeah. sticking out. Now you <laughs> probably double almost yeah. when you look at. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that I you know, I used to fight. I had my debut at flyweight actually. So, mm. but, I mean, I was 18 then and I'm you know, 24 now. So yeah, getting older. Moving yeah. Grow. Does that change the way yeah. you fight in a sense for the way you throw punches or the way you train? Or Because if your body's different, I'm sure your arms, look at me, I'm not built like Brock Jarvis, but I do know that it might change the way you do things. Has there been any changes? Look, uh, my training stays the same. You know, I, I work really hard in the gym um, and that's it. I mean, there's no secret to the sport, I don't think, and just working hard, that's, that's what it is for me. What do you like to do when you train? What's your, I guess, your bread and butter routine? Is it getting there and just sweat it out and just throw a million punches and work on technique, or are you the guy that chucks a hoodie on at four in the morning and goes out jogging with your, with your, with your iPod in? <laughs> I do it all. I love it. You know, I, I love training. I love everything about it. I love sparring. I love running. It's just a dream come true for me to to have an opportunity like this. And you're also a big fan of the sport as well. Like most fighters are when they get into it. I can see. Uh, we are on Zoom, and I can see some big poster up in your background of something. What, what's that? Hagel Hearns. <laughs> ah, boom. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, uh, yeah. a memorabilia kind of man? Do you have any cool signed gloves or anything like that? Oh, I've got a few things, yeah. i got Roberta Duran and that. Um, yeah, nothing hung up, but that's all. <laughs> knock anything off from Jeff's house and put it on eBay just to, <laughs> to get a couple? <laughs> nah, if I knock, he's got all the good stuff. Jeff, he's got all the great memorabilia. He's got awesome stuff. 
Yeah, when you get around there, have you seen people walk into his house for the first time and like, oh, get out, look at this, what, yeah. what's that? What sort of oh, stuff's he got? Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got everything, everything. But everyone that walks in there is just like, you know, it's, it's just awesome. <laughs> he's got everything. Yeah, and the good thing about your trainer obviously being Jeff Fennick, you've got that trust, you've got that belief like a lot of fighters do with their trainers, but he's definitely done what you want to do. So it's easier said than done. He's done it. So I guess you, you're going to listen to him a lot. Do you feel that motivation and, and inspiration from a trainer that's actually done the best you can do? <laughs> well, champ. Yeah, I mean, Jeff's, yeah, Jeff's been there and done it. But I think um, in terms of motivation, I, you know, this is something that I want for me, for myself. So uh, I don't need anyone really to motivate me. Uh, it's just part of my life. It's what I love to do. See? Born fighter. That's a born fighter's <laughs> answer. That's <laughs> that's not someone just uh, mucking just, around. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. this is for me. That's a rocky answer. <laughs> In the early days when you started to link up with Jeff and stuff as your trainer, how did that all come to fruition? Well, Jeff's always had a really good relationship with Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that Michael uh, was a policeman at the Police Boys. Uh, club where he trained in Newtown and uh, I was boxing I was about 16 and I was I was doing a bit of boxing and uh, eventually we, we hooked up and I, I met him for the first time and from then on I just started doing a bit of training with him and then just all went from there he'd be the type of guy that would get pitched fighters all the time so he's probably saw your name come through and he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> probably <laughs> sees your fight and then yeah. like absolutely sign me up I want to jump on this horse <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a very very enthusiastic guy, Jeff. A lot of energy, you know. So yeah, there's always people coming and training with him, and he loves helping people. So you know, he's a good man. Yeah, does he have uh, his own gym where you train, or where do you where do you train out of? We do a lot of work at Joe's Boxing Club in Five Dog. Also, do a lot of work. Uh, he's got a little setup at uh, at his place, so we do some work there. You know, we're all over the place, really. <laughs> Even um, sometimes we go Balmain. Uh, Garth Wood's got. A, uh, he's running the police boys there, so you can open whatever doors you need. You can train wherever you like. <laughs> Have you done yeah. much training over in the US? I saw, like, as soon as this fight was announced, Liam Paro just jumped on a plane. He was out of here, so he's gone over to Vegas, sweating it out over there. It doesn't change anything. But do you like to train at home, or you, do you want to take off and do that sort of stuff? How's it work for you? Yeah, look, it makes no difference to me uh, where I'm training. I mean, I I love I've been to the US and I love training there. I had I had the best time. Look, it's just about doing the right thing and uh, putting in the work, and that's exactly what I'm doing. If I'm correct, which I am rarely right, <laughs> so, so it's, it's all right. But you've only fought really one Aussie before, hey? You've done a lot of over like overseas flyings or going to America or like you debuted in Bangkok. Is that right? Yeah, that's well, right. Yeah, yeah. Why Bangkok for the first fight? Like, what happened to Rudy uh, Hill RSL um, for everyone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, look, I was lucky. Um, you know, Jeff's Jeff's obviously over there a lot. He loves it over in Thailand, and he just asked if uh, I wanted to go and fight there. That was it? That's your debut. And what? And then we went to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Actually, me and Joe Abateo fought in the Mexico. Oh, both together. of you guys. Yeah, we went over there for I think we were there for two weeks. Yeah. Trained there and fought. It's yeah. great. I know when you're going into a fight, that fight is the sole focus and all you think about, but do you have a bit of a mud map of what you want for the future? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to be world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every fighter wants to be world champion, so um, we all, we're all going for the same dream. And, and of course, that's that's me. That's what I'm going for. I've worked so many years, and, and that's, that's what I've always thought about. Has boxing been the 
career path since you laced a glove or there's a probably a moment where you think hang on i can be a professional fighter and this can be my job as opposed to other things well it started for me i was um i was boxing a bit on the side i was and i was working full-time when i was about uh, 16 17 i was working in construction and then uh i just yeah it was just the thing that i was doing on the side really until i had about probably uh nine or ten fights i well, I mean, I've always taken it very serious. It's always been what I want to do. But after about nine, ten fights, I really um, just went all, all in. And then you see the fruits of your labour and then you see the stuff that happens and you bump into people along the way. And now you're at 140. I saw there is that, that video floating around online where Tiafimo, you're having a chat with him and he's running you through some stuff. The king of body punching, he's giving you tips, uh, being yourself. <laughs> uh, but now you're in the same weight class uh, and the tips he gave yeah. you, I was like... There's going to be a day where you have to go catch and punch to him. Hopefully, uh, is he someone that you'd <laughs> yeah. like to you'd like to take on and give his own tips and hints back to him? Sure, man. I'm I'm happy to fight whoever. Yeah, he's fighting at 140 now, so you know. What's your favorite division as a boxing fan? Do you have one that you sort of like to watch? Uh, you know, I watch all fights. I enjoy watching all of them. There's no, I have no favorite division. Do you feel like heavyweight sort of lost the? Like, it's fine. There's a lot of good heavyweights. But for me, I like watching Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson, all those. Like, they come out and you're like, there's a scary person leaving. But now you see people, for me, it's like you see Tyson Fury coming out on a big red chair, singing bloody Sweet Caroline halfway out. Like, I don't know. I just lost that essence. I don't know if that's a yeah. – if you agree or not. But uh, He's just – he's his own – you know, there's only one Tyson Fury and, um, you know, he's pretty awesome. He can do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> just being himself. Yeah, you definitely exploded onto that scene, much like yourself. I don't know a great deal about your amateur career. How was that? Yeah, I only had um, I had thirteen amateur fights. Yeah, right. That's yeah, low, isn't yeah, it? That's it. What's what's the average? Would you say the average for for an amateur for Australian amateur? Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Geez, isn't I don't it? know. It can be like one hundred. Yeah, probably close to one hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sixteen. It's like <laughs> yeah. you've just done a couple of couple of games. You're straight into the NRL. Easy. And for your next fight in September with Liam Paro, this is your first fight at 140. How are you going to go with this sort of weight cut? How's your body sitting now? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming up in weight, so but are you it'll like, be no problem. Yeah, but looking at the media day, you looked like you could fight at super middleweight. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I just get it done. That's it. That's Worry it. about it when I weigh in. Yeah. That's it. One thing I did want to get to on this podcast today, Brock, and I'm sure everyone does that speaks to you, because very few can do this. You got yourself with your trainer, Jeff Fennick, to Mike Tyson's house. Now, there are people, myself included, that have met Mike Tyson, but no one goes to Mike Tyson's house, and you did. How was that? I was unreal. You know, he's a um, really good guy, really down to earth, very humble. And uh, yeah, just, just like talking to me and you, just you know, have a conversation with you and you know, he's, he's just awesome. And he's Vegas, yeah? Is that where he lives? Yeah. 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 Oh, he was even in a, in a place called Newport. Might have been a fair drive out of LA. Yeah. Did he have yeah. the pigeons? I didn't see the pigeons, no. <laughs> I didn't see them, no. Was it a big mansion? Like, what's he living in? Tell me about his house. I really, I only, I walked in, I, I really looked around the place, you know, I just, I was there, I saw him, we said hello for a bit, and then kind of we were out of there. White tiger? No. <laughs> no tigers. <laughs> oh, I, they had a dog, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. I shook his yeah. hand uh, once briefly, yeah. and I remember uh, it felt like these, I don't know, because he's obviously punched that many times. It felt like he had this like big bear claw that just came over and was like, <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> he's just so like, polite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's awesome. Have you met anyone else through uh, Jeff's Bizarre Circle that has been an interesting sort of meet that you thought, oh, hang on, whether that be 
a crazy comedian or a heavyweight fighter or anything like that? Have you who have you crossed paths with? I think uh, I think Mike Tyson's probably the the coolest uh, be- person how- I've met. You know, yeah. How do you beat that one? Huh? I, I, met, I met some great people. Yeah, you know, I met Shane Warne as well. He he was awesome. You know, uh, rest in peace. He he was uh, a really great guy. What did you do when you met Warney? Yeah, he, he actually came to one of my fights. Actually, um, when I fought in Melbourne. Honestly, really good guy. Very humble, easygoing guy. So, um, yeah, that's something I'll never forget. Didn't invite you around for some poker? Uh, nah, <laughs> nah. The problem nah. is with those guys, you sit down and they're like, oh, it's a hundred grand buy-in. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. High rollers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a great guy. Yeah. And as you said, huge loss in RP Warney. But look, we're looking forward yeah. to September when you lace them up and get in there with Liam Paro. Sorry. Predictions, I don't do them either, just like most fighters. But <laughs> it's hard to do, isn't it? I, I get it. But Look, man, I work real hard and I just, uh, I'm just going out there to win. The only way to that's do it, it. Eh? Yeah, that's it. Go no, out there to win. There's no pictures on a scorecard. Just get the W. No, no. <laughs> no pictures on the scorecard. <laughs> As a fighter who has something special about what they do for you, being the body punch and very, very good at it, you got those people with like deadly left hooks, Liam Wilson for argument's sakes, or even Mike Tyson, we just spoke about him. He just had that knockout power. Is that a hindrance or is that something that you think they'll be training for nonstop so you have to think about other things or... How does it work when you do have something like that in your artillery? I don't think about that stuff too much, you know. I just uh, go out there and do my thing. You can think about how it's going to go and this and that, but it probably won't. So you got to go and find out what's in front of you. Play the cards yeah. as they fall, round by round. Yep. That's it. Well, you got the right corner and you got the right ability and the right skill. And uh, like you said, you just turn up and fight. That's it. Good stuff. What's on for the rest of the day? We, we are doing this podcast uh, pretty early in the morning. I know you had some sparring later or something. Yeah, I got some sparring on, yeah. How do you uh, go finding sparring partners when they know that they pretty much won't be able to walk for a week after getting in <laughs> Nah, I'm all good. I'm all good with sparring. Plenty of sparring partners. Rock Jarvis, appreciate you on the Punch Podcast. It's been fun and we look forward to seeing you in September. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hit him up on Instagram, Brock Jarvis underscore. That is the Punch Podcast for today. Leave a comment on the uh, Apple one if you can do that and like it on Spotify. Subscribe. You'll get the notifications every time I drop an episode, which is weekly at the moment or even sometimes a few a week, depending on how busy we can get with some fighters and their schedules. It is a, uh, a busy time in the sport and there's plenty of good stuff on the horizon. So make sure you do subscribe to this podcast and you will not miss any of that that is the punch podcast done dusted i am out of here i will see you next time